feel the Holy Ghost here today. I wonder if we could just lift our hands and invite the presence of God in this room right now. God wants to meet some needs today. Father, we do praise you for what you are doing. We invite your presence and your power into this place. And we give you glory. Exodus chapter 17, verse 1. And all the congregation of the children of Israel journeyed from the wilderness of sin after their journeys according to the commandment of the Lord and pitched in Rephidim, and there was no water for the people to drink. Would you lay your Bibles down and let's bow our heads and pray that God will anoint his word today. I want to preach from the subject, I go to the rock. Can you say that with me? I go to the rock. Let's pray together, shall we? Father, we ask for the anointing of your spirit right now. Lord, not only to touch this frail vessel, but to touch hearts that are receiving the word. Lord, this place is a conduit of your glory, and I pray that it will touch our community and our world and help us, God, prepare for your coming in Jesus' wonderful name. And everyone said, Amen. Praise God, and you may be seated. Thank you. You've been standing, and I appreciate you standing. Now, I've received a word from the Lord for this service. There's no doubt in my mind. I wish that I could, uh, I wish I had a, a voice for it and so forth, but it is definitely a word from God. And I'm preaching here in this Old Testament passage. I want to read, so uh, they, they will probably follow me on the screen, but you might want to follow along in your Bible. It's a great idea. We're going to read a few verses here. Remember that only three chapters earlier, three chapters earlier from chapter 17 of Exodus, these were the people of God, the children of Israel, and Moses, their leader. These are the very same people that were miraculously delivered. Can you say delivered? They were delivered from Egypt. It's Pharaoh and its pursuing armies. They were a grand host of slaves that had been held in bondage for 400 years, and God chose to move in the most powerful miracle that the world has ever known. It is listed in and amidst one of the greatest feats of spiritual power that has ever taken place. God brought a deliverance that was unprecedented. Now, some scholars say, you know, there's some debate about how many of them were in the children of Israel, how many were in Egypt, and how many went through the Red Sea. But of course, let, and I, I've always assumed that it was, uh, if you do the math, let's say you're using that as your calculation, then there were probably at least a million people. Some people think much more than that. So we might say two million. There were, there were a lot of people. Of course, the, it doesn't make a bit of difference in the world. The point of the matter is that many, many, many people that had been held for many, many, many years were suddenly impacted by the power of God. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost here today. Amen. You say, Brother French, what are you doing? I'm trying to talk to you. I'm trying to talk to your heart. I'm trying to show you that God is bigger than your uh, little world and your little, uh, your, your, your little <laughs> uh, universe that you've put together. He's bigger than that. 
He's bigger than all of your doubts and fears. He's bigger than your drugs and your trouble. He's bigger than all of the pleasures of this world. And he is able to take care of you by deliverance. And so they were up against, as we know, everybody say praise the Lord. Why don't we just clap our hands and give him a little bit of praise. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So they were up against the sea. And uh, it was impossible to go any further. And so God there decided that he would bring them to the point that they would see the miracle. How many are thankful that God knows what he's doing? You know, sometimes when when your feet are splashing in the water, you're not not sure if God knows what he's doing. Now, you won't admit it, but I'm going to speak for you. My assistant pastor is my son. And I remember the first time the doctor walked in and said, this baby will have to have open heart surgery. And I said, God, I, that, I do not understand. That cannot be. And as I felt the water splashing in my face, and I, I wondered, I told Sister French, that cannot be the will of God. It cannot be the will of God that that baby is going to go through that surgery. But I tell you today that our God is able in the midst of your darkest moment. God is able. Hallelujah. All right. Now, folks, you're going to have to stay calm. You're going to have to stay calm this morning because you're getting me stirred up. All right, so, so it is. There they were, right at the darkest possible moment. They were being pursued by who knows how large of an army uh, I'm preparing, oh Jesus, help me, Jesus, so I feel the Holy Ghost here. I'm preparing some lessons. I've, I've wrestled with God for two years, and I'm going to do it maybe September or October, but before this year is up, Lord, if you will help me, I'm going to teach a series of three lessons on where America is in prophecy. I've wrestled with this all of my ministry. Why is it we never see America clearly spelled out and the Holy Ghost has been talking to me? I want to tell you something, my friend. God is not He is not the least bit intimidated by the devil or what this world is doing. God can handle the situation. Praise God. Up against the splashing of a sea that was in their way, God said, all right, I'm going to show you something here. (laughs) And he's trying to talk to you today. You say, no, no, yes, he is. He's trying to talk to you. He cares as much about you as he did anybody standing on the banks of that water. He cares as much for your children as he did theirs. He cares as much for our world today as he did then. Our God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He never changes. Oh, hallelujah. We serve a mighty God. Hallelujah. So God said, I'm going to do something right now. You lift that rod and you touch those waters and I'm getting ready to take you right through this Red Sea. And he did. God parted the waters. I'm so stirred I can barely get into my message. I don't feel like I've gotten to my message yet. This is just trying to get you to my message. And oh, help me, Jesus, we're we're in real trouble here today. So God parted those waters So that they walked across on, now listen to me. I know some of you think I'm just preaching. I'm not just preaching. I'm on a mission. I'm here in the will of God. I'm here in the will of God. The Bible is clear to tell us that they walked across 
or through. See the word, everybody say across. That's the, that's the King James translation. That's good. They walked across, of course, through the waters. Paul's wanting to use that word because he wants to compare that to baptism, which is a very powerful truth. And don't let anybody try to make you think that baptism is, is nothing. Baptism is powerful and wonderful. So they were baptized in the sea, and Paul said, and they were baptized in the cloud. They were baptized in it. They were, they were completely immersed in it. It's, of course, a parallel to our being baptized. So, so it is. Some of you may be wrestling or wondering, does it matter? Let me tell you something. We're in the last days. If you're going to stand for truth, it's going to take the power of God, and your mind has to be made up. Because the devil's going to just flop you all over the place and you're never going to get anywhere. But when you make up your mind and you come to the place that you are trusting God, there is nothing that can stop the people of God. Hallelujah. The devil says there's nowhere to go. But I tell you today, there's a place that you can go. You can go. You can go to a God. There is a place to go. Someone said, no, no, no. You're, you're, just all, you're just a fanatical preacher. No, I'm not just a, I am a fanatical preacher. But I'm not just a fanatical preacher. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just, that, that wasn't even funny. Hallelujah, Lord. I'm, I'm doing my best. I'm trying. And so it is. But the Bible said they walked across. On dry land. I was at a university once and we were, uh, I was the honored roast pig. They wanted to know why I talked in tongues. And I was the roast for the evening. In fact, the university called me and they said, uh, head of the department said, they're going to chew you up, Reverend. You might not want to come. I said, I'd, I've never been the, the guest meal, so I, I, I'm kind of looking forward to that. They were, by the way, a class of Muslims. There was only four non-Muslims in the class. And they wanted to make fun that I had a college degree, I taught college, I was a preacher, and that I spoke in tongues, a language I didn't know. And so I stepped into the room. It was probably, I would say 50. I don't know if I remember the exact number. Maybe a little less than that. I wasn't really nervous, but I, I thought, well, Lord, I feel like you want to do something here. I mean, if just one person. Now, a girl on the front row uh, actually later got the Holy Ghost and came to our church and went to, or no, her friends got the Holy Ghost. Yeah, it's just, uh, just, it's just, uh, a lot happened, is what I'm trying to say. But uh, all of a sudden, in that room full of uh, studious Muslim, I say, I'm only saying that because I'm simply saying they were not Christian, they weren't Holy Ghost filled, and they didn't believe anything about the gospel, nor did they believe in speaking in tongues. And they actually thought that was uh, 
ludicrous and ridiculous. And so they were, you know, it was fair enough. They had a right to ask the questions. Uh, and and the, the university was worried because they knew me and I'd been invited there many times that this group was going to insult me, hurt me or whatever. You know, they were worried about me. And I said, you don't have to worry about me. I can handle it. I'm tall and I can do it. I'm, I'm ready for this. So I stepped in there and I... I'm simply trying to be honest with you. When I walked up, now the, the, the lady that's in charge, has the PhD in charge of the entire department, got the Holy Ghost in our church, did she not? She got the Holy Ghost in our church. We pastored in Chicago. And she disappeared. It was like over, right over in here of that building. Of course, it was not this big. And, and she was there and looked over. I was preaching, trying to be very, because she was, you know, hit three or four degrees. And, and uh, she came in and, and uh, hello, hello. And, and then we started singing. And next thing you know, she's gone. But she was under the pew. I didn't know that. She'd actually fallen out and had rolled under the pew. She was a holy roller after about five minutes in an apostolic church. Because that's what she came for. And that's how I ended up in this classroom. And as soon as I, as I, oh, I, t- church, I want to tell you something. You ought to be interceding for this message today. Because the Holy Ghost is trying to show us that we serve a God that is not only our deliverer, but he knows how to take care of his own. Let's clap our hands one more time. Huh? Hallelujah. He knows how to take care of his own. Thank you, Jesus. And so these were the people. That was my point. See, I got to point one now. The very same people that walked across that Red Sea on dry land are now thirsty. In Exodus 17, just three chapters later. Oh, hallelujah. And I believe... That the spirit of the Lord is speaking to us today. There is thirst all around us. Oh, yes, there is. Now, the devil tells you they're happy and they're drinking and drugging and it's great. But I tell you in the Holy Ghost, they are... Thirsting. It is a dry and barren land. And some are worried and some are nervous. And I believe that in these three chapters, God is revealing to us today. And I mean this in a very symbolic way. I'm trying to say it. Honestly, but I do believe that God is revealing to us now that if he could lead them across a sea with the entire nation coming angrily against them and take them through that trouble, that's the kind of God we serve. Then he can also give us the answer for a thirsty and dying world. Oh, hallelujah! 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 And that answer is indeed what I am preaching about today. 
The Bible said, and there was no water for the people to drink. Verse 1, wherefore the people did chide with Moses and said, verse 2, give us water that we may drink. Forgive my voice. And Moses said unto them, why chide ye with me? In other words, it's not me you should be fussing with. It's God you should be fussing with. Wherefore do you tempt the Lord? So in the hot burning wilderness with millions of people and no waters. So it is certainly a clear. There's no doubt they had reason for fear. There's no doubt many of them had their babies in their arms. I'm trying to give them the, the, the benefit here. Surely if they thought this mother, if she doesn't get something soon, she is going to lose her baby this woman is going to have her first baby you've got to get her some water she can't survive and so it was people were concerned for their families and what was going to happen but there was a deeper question there was a deeper question that was posed by Moses God's man. Not to uh, take away from the reality of the difficulty of the moment. Some of you are facing things right now that seem impossible. You don't know how in the world you're going to do it. I don't know why, but church, I feel like God wants to do a miracle here today. I do, but I, some of us may not care, and maybe that's why it won't happen. I don't, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not here to worry about it, but I'm telling you, I feel like God wants to take cancer right now and just take it out of your body. I believe God right now wants to do something that is impossible with man, but God is able. God is able. God is bigger than your cancer. He's bigger than your sickness. He's bigger than your problem. Yes, 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 he is. That's what he wants to do. But we can't yawn in God's face and expect the waters to part. No, sir. No, sir. You're not going to yawn your way through a miracle. No, sir. You've got to something begin to happen. And so Moses said, I know you're worried. I know. But can't you muster up the faith of the memory of just a short few moments ago? Now, of course, it was more than moments in the sense of seconds. I'm not suggesting it. But I'm going to use the word moments because the exact time frame is somewhat uh, it's difficult to be certain of the exact time frame, but it hadn't been long that they had been t- playing those tambourines and dancing across what had been the bottom of the Red Sea, and it's dry as it's dry. <laughs> I don't know how I don't know how dry you can get, but it's dry. Dry. Look it up, folks. Dry means it doesn't have moisture in it. The bottom of the Red Sea in just two or three seconds didn't have any moisture in it. It was dry. And they're looking down there. And you know what? I can, I can, I can tell you exactly. You say, were you there? No, I wasn't there. But I can tell you some of those mothers were thinking about how God promised that he would get her children on the other side. And she was looking down there and she was saying, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. God promised it. And I'm going through 
She'd see that crack under her feet and know that God was answering prayer. Oh, church, I don't know if I can even preach this. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You say, Brother French, you sound like you're really serious. Well, that's good. That's real good. Because I am as serious as I have ever been. We are living just moments before the coming of Jesus Christ. This is no time for us to be murmuring at this world's problems as though they are too much for us. I don't care how desert-like and how troubling it may be. God is bigger than our problem. So Moses is saying, in my own words, why would you doubt? Why would you doubt? You have just experienced the greatest miracle. Someone said, well, I doubt that. I think there's another. Yes, there are many great miracles, but none that have any greater consequence than taking an entire body of water that separated nations and is there to this day and saying, all you have to do is reach forth. Praise God. Why would you doubt or why would you complain now because there is no water? Everybody said there was no water. You see, do you not see it? I hope you can see. Maybe you can't see it. There was all this water and there they were. And God said, we'll get through that. And now how much water is there? Zero. What is God doing? He is trying to show them that he's always the place they need to run in troubled times. (laughs) It doesn't matter what Pharaoh is saying. It doesn't matter what they're saying. What matters is we've got a God that's on our side. Praise God. We've got a glorious God. Praise the Lord. And the Lord said to Moses, Go on before the people and take with thee of the elders of Israel and thy rod wherewith thou smotest the river. Take in thine hand and go. Verse 6, Behold, last verse I'll read. I I will stand before thee. I will stand before thee there. I want to preach that right there someday. I will stand... Before thee there, upon the rock in Horeb, and thou shalt smite the rock, and there shall come water out of it, that the people may drink. And so it is, dear precious saints, That God isn't speaking 
See, I criticized them. And I'm a little nervous because I'm doing what God did not do. I'm doing what Moses did. So, Lord Moses, and I'm just kind of doing what Moses did. God never one time said, how dare you not understand after what I just did for you. He didn't say that here. How many noticed that? So I read the whole, all six verses. He did not say, why would you doubt that I could bring water when I just took you through the water? So he doesn't speak to their weakness. And I'm talking to you today. And I want you to listen. I know I'm stirred. But I'm talking to someone today. He does not approach you in your weakness. You say, yes, but Brother French, you don't know. No, I I don't. I don't know. I don't need to know all of your failings and all of your sin and all of your problems because God already knows what it is. And he is not judging you based on your weakness He begins a miracle that shows them where their strength lies. That's what he shows them. He took them to the water to show them he had the power. And he takes them to the desert to show them where their strength is. Your strength is in me. So you listen to me. You need to You need to tell the devil. Okay, okay, are you all okay? All right. They just called 911, but we're going to make it. You need to tell the devil. I may not be all I should be. And I may not know how or where or when. But I know where my strength lies. Hallelujah. You are not alone. You say, but Brother Vince, you don't, I'm a sinner. I am doing things. You, my friend, are not alone. God is directing your life. He is giving you Enough information to know where you need to go. Hallelujah. That's why you're here today, for example. You say this is just a church. No, it's not just a church. It is the sanctuary of the presence of God. The Lord is here. Hallelujah. Praise God. He is mighty and he is great. And he is leading you to the place that you need to go. You are not alone. You, in fact, are in a familiar spot. You say, what are you talking about? I'm in a holiness Pentecostal, running the aisles, jumping up and down very loud. Pentecostal. Church, but you're in a very familiar place. You've passed this many times. It's just looked like there it is out there. And what it is is the testimony of what God 
wants to do in your life. It's that rock. Nobody touches it. They climb up there. Sometimes there's wars. They build a fortress. It's that giant rock. And God demonstrates that in the most familiar spot, perhaps your children are sick. I'm feeling such a spirit of prophecy, I can barely preach this sermon. Perhaps you are bound by something that has you so bound that your own loved ones can't get through to you. Perhaps you are completely consumed and you're basically feeling as though there really is no no answer. But suddenly, where there has been no water, where there has been no answer, God took the situation to demonstrate to Israel that he was not only able to deliver them, but he was also their provider. Whatever your situation today, a loved one or yourself, whatever you're facing, whatever circumstance and I, I I can hear I am hearing you in your heart you are you are going through it in your mind and you are saying hmm boy that sounds a little bit like the mess I'm in and the Holy Ghost is trying to tell you I am your provision I will be there when the darkest night comes there is a place It is the place of the familiar. You have passed it many times before. But out of the rock will suddenly come the water of the blessing of God. Now we know that in this story, the water came. It basically, I'm going to kind of make it up as I go. I actually believe this. I can't actually prove it. But it's my theory. And I've read tons of theories. If they can have theories, I have my own theory. The water came out. They were in it. It was everywhere. It was like an oasis. Things started blooming. It was was an, uh, what do they call that? Uh, An oasis. Is that a word? Okay, oasis is a word. It was like a a garden in the middle. Hallelujah. I'm telling you today that God is calling you out of your dry, barren life to a place of glory. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I say to you today, there is a place that you can go when the world is dry and unyielding. And when the enemy assumes the same old, same old, that's just an old rock, that God is surely able. The mighty God showed Israel there was a place when the parched world of sin tries to overwhelm you and take your children, your hopes, and your futures. When the winds of sorrow and fear threaten to take your hope and bury it in the hot sands of barren despair, When there seems to be no answer anywhere in the barren landscape, I have a message for you 
today, you can go to the rock. You can go. Instead of doubting, you can run as fast as you can to him who loves you, who cares for you. He wants the best for you. This preacher's telling you today that God wants you saved. He wants you delivered. And he's going to provide for you. But you've got to go to the rock of your salvation. The psalmist Like all God's children learned from that powerful miracle that day, the Lord proved himself right there. Water began to gush from a dry rock. It flooded their lives and everything they possessed. They would recall that day forever. And David says, I will love, O Lord, my strength. Do you have... In you today, this desire for this provision of God, then listen to this preacher. We love him, and our love for him is rooted in his love for us. And so we rebuke the devil. We hold him back. All of this barren confusion all about us. People can't even figure out. Now, folks, listen to me. We're in a culture where the culture is getting more and more complicated. It can't figure things out. Is there a God and all the rest of it? They're they're just... Their answers are becoming, listen, more and more troubling. That's what's happening to our world. The answers are getting less and less meaningful. But there is a place you can go. We love the Lord. And we are not going to back to dryness and barrenness, emptiness and meaningless living. The psalmist said in verse 2 of of Psalm 18, the Lord is my rock. Everyone say it with me. The Lord is my rock and my fortress. He's my provider. Just not to ticket me for passage through the pearly gates. He provides safety. He's my fortress. So when my baby is sick, I can call on a name that brings power from heaven. When trouble's at my door, I can call on a God that is bigger than all of the problems of this world. It's time for you to cease putting your hope in mere men and put your trust in the God that made you and loves you Pharaoh's all about Pharaoh but God is all about you he is your rock and your fortress are you ready for this and he is my deliverer 